Hi, gentlemen. Welcome back to um, Othello. We're going to pick up at Act 3. A reminder that um, when we look at the play structure for Shakespeare, Act 3 is the act where we see rising action, where there is intensity added, Conflict is going to definitely be there. The audience is going to begin to sit on the edge of their seats. And we realize that this is all going to be leading to the climax, that point of no return. So we are still in Cyprus. And Act 3, Scene 1 is about Amelia's reassurance that Othello still holds Cassio dear. Um, and Cassio insists on seeing Desdemona alone. Scene two is extremely short, and it's very simple. Othello sends Iago with letters to the Senate. I have no comprehension questions for you for um, Act three, scene one or two, but I do want you to listen to them because it leads us into um, more heightened uh, plot as we enter uh, scenes three and above. Okay, so get ready. Masters, play here. I will content your pains. Something that's brief and bid good morrow, General. Your instruments being in Naples that they speak in their nose themselves. Who the hell? Are these, I pray you, called wind instruments? Aye, Mary, are they, sir? Oh, they are by hangs a tail. Whereby hangs a tail, sir? Mary, sir, by many a wind instrument that I know. <laughs> but, uh, masters, here's my for you, and the general so likes your music that he desires you, for love's sake, to make no more noise with it. Well, sir, we will not. If you have any music that may not be heard, do it again. But, as they say, to hear music, the general does not greatly care. We have none such, sir. Then put up your pipes and your bag for all away. Uh, go vanish into air. Away! <laughs> Dost thou hear, my honest friend? No, I hear not your honest friend. I hear you. Ah, prithee, keep up thy quillets. There's a poor piece of gold for thee. If the gentlewoman that attends the general's wife be stirring, tell her there's one Cassio entreats her a little favour of speech. Wilt thou do this? She is stirring, sir. If she will stir hither, I shall seem to notify unto her. Do, good my friend. <laughs> and happy time, Iago. You have not been a bed then. Oh, no, that day it broke. Before we parted, I have made bold, Iago, to send in to your wife. My suit to her is that she will, to virtuous Desdemona, procure me some access. I'll send it to you presently, and I'll devise a mean to draw them more out of the way that your converse and business may be more free. Oh, I humbly thank you for it. I never knew a Florentine more kind and honest. Good morrow, good lieutenant. I am sorry for your displeasure, but all will sure be well. The general and his wife are talking of it. 
and she speaks for you stoutly. The more replies that he you heard is of great fame in Cyprus and great affinity, and that in wholesome wisdom he might not but refuse you. But he protests he loves you and needs no other suitor but his likings to take the safest occasion by the front to bring you in again. Yet I beseech you, if you think fit or, or that it may be done, give me advantage of some brief discourse with Desdemona alone. Pray you come in. I will bestow you where you shall have time to speak your bosom freely. Oh, I'm much bound to you. So, as you can see, not much really happened, but few things are worth noting. Um, a few things definitely are worth noting. Um, the role of the clown acts as a way to break tension because we just had that very intense scene with Iago at the end of Act 2 where he's plotting and, and scheming. So in comes the clown and that's the purpose that the clown plays. Um, but he also... Um, he also is a great demonstration of the bawdiness of Shakespeare. Shakespeare was quite a potty mouth, and uh, the people in the audience kind of ate that up. And if you look at the very beginning of uh, scene one, about line four, and the clown says, have your instruments been in Naples? Instruments is a metaphor for male genitalia, and Naples at that time uh, was a place uh, pretty well known for getting uh, sexually transmitted diseases, particularly syphilis. So when the clown is talking about instruments, he's talking about um, uh, male genitalia. And Naples, the reference, if you've been there, that means you might have a sexually transmitted disease. So that the audience would have howled at that because they would have seen the double entendre because instruments also refer to musical instruments. Um, so that's kind of like a little bit of comic relief. So whenever you see the clowns, you'll see that. If we go over to page 113, um, still in scene one, line 40, uh, Cassio is is talking about wanting to uh, speak to Amelia so that he can go and and be able to speak to Desdemonia, Demona. And Iago says that, yeah, I'll send Amelia to you. And he says that I will devise a mean to draw the more, line 40. Well, that's part of his plan, isn't it? That he is going to be undermining Othello, taking down Cassio, destroying Desdemona to get back at Othello. Um, and Cassio, because he believes him to be a good and honest, wonderful man, says in line 43, I humbly thank you for it. I never knew a Florentine more kind and honest. So that's definitely dramatic irony. Um, we know something that Cassio does not know. But once again, 
the juxtaposition of using that term honest with Iago when he is anything but that. Um, Amelia um, says to Cassio um, that Desdemona is speaking very highly of him. If you go down to line 48, I think, the general and his wife are talking of it and she speaks for you stoutly. So she's defending Cassio to Othello, which is fine because Othello really cares for Cassio and he knows that his wife has a friendship with him. So there's nothing out of the ordinary yet, but just wait and see what happens. Um, and then in scene two on page 115, he has letters that he's going to send and Iago is the one that will take them. And that is the end until we begin again. <laughs>